right. Hey, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Big Turtle Podcast. We are broadcasting from Thailand, Bangkok. And uh, today we have with us um, Jim Carson, originally from California, uh, but settled in Thailand for several years. And um, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff that's uh, been going on in the US and on the internet. We're going to talk about expat life in Thailand because I've lived there for a couple of years myself. And uh, then we're going to talk about something very interesting, which is QAnon, um, the group that's been in the news uh, for the past couple of years. And, um, and recently, it sort of blew up uh, with the Capitol Hill fiasco and a whole bunch of people um, stormed uh, the Capitol, the US Capitol, um, on the eve of uh, Donald Trump's departure from the White House. So we're going to go into that. But first, um, let me welcome our guest, uh, uh, Jim Carson. And um, so Jim, uh, so nice to have you here today. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and like, and what brought you to Thailand and, and what you've been up to in Bangkok? Definitely. Thank you, Vikram. I'm very happy to be here today. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, like you said, I'm Jim Carson. I'm from California. I'm a hypnotherapist, I'm a DJ, a music producer, record label owner, as well as a teacher here in Thailand. And um, the beautiful culture and vibrations of Thailand basically brought me here. I had many friends that had uh, settled out here as expats. And I first came here in 2015 to a festival called Wonder Fruit. It's like the Burning Man of Thailand with lots of arts, music, and culture, and uh, people from all over the, uh, the world, really beautiful international dance music. And I've been a DJ for 25 years, so um, just the beautiful culture, the music, and the... Uh, the separate, the differentness of, and uniqueness of Thailand compared to the States, which, uh, as you mentioned, has been embattled in chaos and uh, violence and destruction. And the culture of, of narcissism and greed is really why I, I liked uh, Thailand to uh, relocate to uh, just to be in the land of Buddha so to speak, the land of smiles. Yeah. And so, so relaxed here, as you know, and um, it's just a really beautiful place wherever you go. Bangkok, Chiang Mai, Koh Samui, Proklanyan, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but uh, beautiful and yeah, Thailand truly is the land of smiles and I think it's the land of the free, um, compared to a lot of places in the world. So, yeah. And because uh, I'm, uh, I'm a free spirit, a traveler at heart. 
and uh, Sagittarius. We love to travel. And uh, I'm a Sag Cap, actually, if you're into astrology. And uh, I'm a yoga teacher. I've taught yoga in Bali. Uh, that was a great experience. I taught at the W Hotel for a private group. And then in Ubud, um for my friends, Gabby Indo, who's a DJ, spins Tribal House, Progressive House. And um, yeah, her sister and a bunch of international travelers that are into fashion. And uh, it's all kinds of people from around the world. So I love that Southeast Asia is really a gathering place for um, people that are really, you know, I, I think most people here are compassionate, loving, and kind. So I enjoy those vibrations, if you know what I mean. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, that's, that's very nice. Yeah. So are you, um, do you have a business in Bangkok? Are you... Uh, or well i'm a teacher right now so i teach uh, at a primary school okay. uh, private school yeah. um you know i i still see some of my clients over the phone for uh hypnotherapy um but i'm not officially registered i i only do phone sessions right now um so the main business I'm in here is, is helping the children learn English and uh, and just advancing their vocabulary. I've done what a lot of expats do and I've come here to teach English. And I've also been a DJ here. I've DJed at a Mustache Bar and um, where else? Penta. So, um, I mostly DJed, taught English, and uh, continued my therapy practice over the phone while I've been here the past year or so. Nice. Nice. Good to hear that. Um, uh, and uh, so let's, let's talk about your, uh, let's talk about the United States because um, we're both kind of expats and we're from the US, from California specifically and um, living in Asia. I mean, I am, uh, I've been in Latin America for a long time, but I shuttle back and forth uh, to, to, to uh, Southeast Asia and I've lived in Thailand as well. So, but I wanted to talk about what's going on back home. You know, uh, now you, I saw uh, that you had uh, you you commented on a post about QAnon. There was someone in a in a in a Thai expat group um, who who who, to, who, who uh, uh, posted uh, an article about QAnon and um, the whole uh, you know the links of of the right wing movement with uh, the spirituality and the New Age movement. And, um, and we saw what happened on Capitol Hill with the Q shaman and um, the Q shaman talking about um, global change and, you know, uh, spiritual concepts. And at the same right. time, 
you know, uh, he's a Donald Trump. He was a Donald Trump supporter, and he believed in 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 that Donald Trump was stopping the globalists. And so there's all this stuff. And then QAnon has, has made its way into the mainstream. And we saw how that cul culminated in, in the, the so-called coup um, on Capitol Hill. So it's a pretty big thing, you know, this, this movement. And there's a lot of wackos in it, but um, it's, it's somehow, it's very strange because in the midst of these rants, you, you hear these nuggets, you know, you, you, because they're talking about the United States, the hegemony overseas and the financial system. And somehow, but all of this is lost in the, in the BS that surrounds it. So <laughs> it's very interesting. And then you have these people in these, in these get-ups, you know, and uh, to, to an untrained viewer, it all looks pretty wacky. But then nowadays, it's hard to tell what's normal and what's not because the people in power, they're like going overseas and murdering, you know, people all over the world and they're dropping bombs and they're toppling leaders and installing their puppets. And so, so it's, all, it's all really funny. And, and Donald Trump seems to have uh, really accelerated this, um, this kind of thinking and mentality. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit um, and your, your involvement or your understanding of QAnon as a, as a well, movement and a philosophy. Just to be clear, I have no involvement uh, whatsoever into QAnon. Uh, I know people that have been in QAnon, but from very early on, I was suspicious of it. And um, I, at the beginning, I didn't really fully understand it. And I said, you know, okay, if, if you're into this QAnon thing, okay, that's your thing. I, I don't really understand it yet. But as I, you know, began to study it more, um, it seemed that a lot of these people are coming from UFO backgrounds and libertarian backgrounds. I saw a lot of Ron Paul, former Ron Paul supporters getting behind QAnon and a lot of military, a lot of ex-military people getting behind QAnon and they thought the information was coming from the military. And what we've kind of found out, like fast forward to today, is that this whole time, QAnon has been like a disinformation campaign meant to kind of discredit the whole Trump movement and to discredit a lot of, of well-meaning people. It's important not to uh, demonize these people because as I said in that thread online, you know, these people are our are, are friends, are family members maybe they maybe got sucked into this whole um counterintelligence operation it's really a, a, a psyop um where they're getting like you said they're mixing in truth with lies they're saying okay obama's gonna get arrested hillary's gonna get arrested 
at the same time, they were saying, trust the plan, trust Jeff Sessions, who Trump fired a long time ago. Jeff Sessions was a known racist and just horrible uh, politician. I think he was from the South, Alabama or Louisiana in Trump's cabinet. And um, it was just a lot of science fiction, I think. And I think a lot of people on the right or the fringe got caught up in it. And the whole violence on Capitol Hill, I think, I think most of it was, was Antifa and certain anarchist groups. I don't think QAnon really had like a whole lot to do with, with it. Like QAnon are a bunch of comic book nerds and ex-military people that I don't think are really violent. I think whoever was behind the violence used QAnon as uh, a fall guy or a scapegoat. In, in from what I have seen and you know what I have what sources I have that, that I trust um, that that's where I think the truth lies and um, that's about it <laughs> on that you know when you say he's a fall guy what do you mean uh, um like um the the movement being used as um a distraction i think if you look at american politics uh, the whole agenda behind the the establishment is to divide and conquer and to distract and in hypnosis a common technique is distraction um, in order to hypnotize someone. So I believe QAnon was used as a distraction um, to, you know, kind of really take our attention off the real corruption that's going on with inside Washington and with inside our political system. And yeah, it's, it's great we're um, not talking about Trump all the time now. Biden's been inaugurated. But uh, when you have a transfer of power from the Republicans to the Democrats, uh, not much is gonna change as we saw with Bush to the Obama years because it's, you know, the same people behind the scenes pulling the strings, you know, the same corporations, the same politicians are being paid off by these different industries that really are the ones who make the big decisions. Exactly. And not only that, um, uh, Joe Biden has actually, uh, stated his intentions to increase military spending in the Middle East. And um, he's also inducted some very uh, unsavory characters into his cabinet. You know, he's got Victoria Newland, who uh, 
pretty much supervised the coup in, in the Ukraine. He's got Avril Haines, uh, who was a, a kind of a champion of uh, torture, CIA torture and um, renditions. And um, she lied about a bunch of stuff. Then he's got uh, the guy, Austin Green, the general. You know, that guy's a war criminal, uh, Iraq war criminal who works for Ravian, defense contractor. Then there's Tony Blinken, there's Neera Tandon. I mean, there's all these people and they're really like sketchy. And uh, they've got a very, very checkered past. Um, they're all part of this military industrial complex. You know, they're warmongers. They're regime change fanatics. That's what their whole thing is about, you know? And um, somehow none of this is addressed only in these fringe publications, non me The corporate media never talks about it, you know? So everyone's gung-ho about, you know, all these people. And I saw some very interesting stuff on social media where you had these three presidents together, Obama, Bush, and Clinton. And uh, there were all these memes coming up that, you know, how many bombs they dropped between the three of them and how many civilians were massacred overseas right. under their watch, you know, and they're talking about healing and change and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, and Barack Obama got the Nobel Peace Prize after like literally bombing Libya into smithereens. And now there's like these open air slave markets. And every time they go into a country, whether it's in Latin America or Middle East, you know, they call it humanitarian intervention. And it's like, people are just sick of it, you know? And a lot of people think like you had one 9-11 and people are like, hey man, these guys, I mean, they're like literally been kind of, you know, playing God with all these other countries. And uh, it's surprising that there's been only one 9-11, you know what I mean? Because it's like, <laughs> I mean, how do, you, how do you expect to like, how do you expect there to be no reaction or no backlash when you're kind of gleefully massacring and wiping out entire countries, you know? And, 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 and it's like, you have this PR network and you know, everything's like, oh, we, we're doing this and we're fighting terrorists and we're, uh, we're, we're toppling communists and we're whatever. So it's, this is where it all gets very, very uh, murky because it's the right. right. Somehow it's the right. Well, you have the neocons who wanted to go in. But when you look deeper, uh, it's a bipartisan. Uh, this is like, it's, it's bipartisan. You know, the war machine is bipartisan because you, you have House Democrats in partnership with Liz Cheney or whoever and who, who pass these budgets and who essentially approve uh, 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 you know, these, these, these bombing campaigns and uh, troop increases and military spending and intervention and so on and so forth. So it's like- Yeah, now war was planned before 9-11 and before, you know, the lie about WMDs, the project for the new American century was online for everyone to read stating that they needed a justification 
to go into Iraq and they were going to use a, a Pearl Harbor moment or something like that to go into Iraq and uh, take over. Did you read, do you know about the project for the new American century? Yeah, I've, I've actually, uh, yeah, I have uh, glanced at it, but do you want to, do you want to uh, talk about it a little bit? In detail, it's a um, a document. I'm not sure if it's still online. They they may have taken it down, but it was online well through the mid 2000s, where it's basically a, a neoconservative think tank that came up with this plan to basically outline American occupation throughout the world. And they especially wanted to focus in the Middle East and I believe Iraq, and I'm not sure about Afghanistan, but Iraq was definitely planned in advance. So I'm not gonna say that, you know, 9-11 was, you know, a conspiracy or whatnot, but they were definitely planning to go into, um, Iraq before 9-11 had happened. And um, isn't it interesting that, you know, wasn't it the, the Saudis who, who were involved and were going into Afghanistan, Iraq, all these other countries. And um, supposedly Africa is next. Okay. Wow. All right. And then you have this demonization of China and Russia. And you have this demonization of popular leaders in Latin America as an excuse for going in there and making humanitarian intervention, which means toppling the elected leader and placing a puppet, right? That's what it usually means. And... Um, um, in China and Russia, they can't really fuck with them because they're too big and too powerful, you know, but these other countries, man, I mean, they can do whatever they want and they have done whatever they want. And whenever they see someone who actually flips the bird, like Lopez Obrador in Mexico, you know, if you, the New York Times has gone on a vilification campaign just the day after or a few days after he offered asylum to Julian Assange uh -huh. and started critiquing the, the establishment, the democratic establishment in the US. I mean, the New York Times went into hyperdrive, man. They've published these articles like vilifying him. And, you know, it's just so obvious to me. It's, I've, I've even tweeted about it. I mean, it's like out of their fucking playbook. You know, I mean, the New York Times, I mean, it gets all this respect. But the New York Times is like a loyal propaganda sort of arm of the United States government. <laughs> you know, I, they're like... <laughs> I political science in college. Um, I, I had originally had poli-sci as my major. And I had one professor for a lot of my classes. I was in model United Nations you name it, but he was the main professor 
And he kept on telling us, you know, oh, you got to read the New York Times every single day. Like, <laughs> like, that's the one paper you can count on and trust. And he just had, like, CIA written all over him. Oh. And uh, he always talked how he loved going to Vietnam. And uh, he, he just seemed like a total dirtbag totally got me out of the poli-sci major and I, I started getting more into music and saying, you know what, I'm, I'm not doing political science anymore. But yeah, the New York Times is a joke and, you know, one of uh, the Clintons' former, uh, I guess their bodyguard had, had said that the New York Times is like a propaganda piece for Hillary and Bill Clinton. And um, speaking of them, I think that they sent, I had a podcast in 2016 and it was called the Durham and Christian show. And somehow we had this one Airbnb guest at my podcast partner's um, apartment where we were doing the podcast. And he was from Virginia or Maryland, studied uh, military sociology he came on the podcast and just fed us straight propaganda about hillary clinton i was a bernie supporter my partner was like a closeted uh, trump supporter and the guy would not debate gmos or vaccines with me he said no nope, no nope, that's off limits and like the hair on the back of my neck just stood up uh, when this guy was around and I was like, why are they sending someone like him out to our small little podcast? I guess we had a good thing going for us. We had a little bit of comedy, a little bit of yoga, music, politics. And uh, this guy had been visiting Facebook, Univision, all these, you know, big media corporations. And he worked with Occupy Democrats which was, uh, you know, basically an anti-Trump um, meme machine. Like every single day they just did anti-Trump this, anti-Trump that. And uh, they tried to act like they're like, oh, yeah, we like Bernie. But, you know, Bernie was done from the start. Like they really did Bernie Sanders dirty. You know, he, he should have won in 2016 and possibly – 2020 regardless if you think he's a socialist or not uh you know he had so many so much support so much movement uh behind him you know hillary stole it from him in 2016 and then what we we get to choose between biden and trump in 2020 the whole thing's a joke like our electoral system is in shambles now and, uh, you know, it's, it's a sad thing for America. The only yeah. thing we have is, is music, laughter, and dance, and, uh, you know, community to get us through these, uh, these dark times, yeah. you know? Yeah, man, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Um, so, like, you know, I had a question for you. Um, regarding the whole UFO phenomena. Now, 
there's a lot of stuff that's come out lately in 2020 that was kind of just a lot of stuff, you know, uh, that the Pentagon released and there's these high level officials and senators talking about it. And there's uh, this book by Leslie Keen um, and there's articles in the New York Times even, which makes me really suspicious, you know what I mean? And it, now it's like on, on all these mainstream platforms and it's like there's all these revelations and uh, uh, finally, uh, you know, everyone's waking up to it. And, uh, and now there's this Harvard professor, he says, we've already been visited. There was this huge object that entered our atmosphere, um, you know, sh cigar shaped thing. And um, what's up with all that? I mean, because, you know, just a few years ago or five years ago or 10 years ago, this was kind of a fringe, like a conspiracy fringe. These people were regarded as loons. You know, no one really took it seriously. You know, you had the X-Files, of course, but the X-Files was in this terrain of kind of make-believe. And of course, a lot of people were fascinated and it's always there. It's in the fringes of our consciousness. And of course, it's there in the American consciousness more than any, anything else. But we see this all over the world now, you know? Um, but it's, it's now it's coming out. It's like, it's, 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 it's hit the mainstream and you're seeing, you just mentioned how UFOs. we were talking about a lot of QAnon guys and about now how the mainstream has seemingly embraced this, uh, including the scientific community, uh, and the New Yorker and the New York times and so on. What are your views on this? Why is it all coming out now? And why is I'm suspicious? I'm suspicious that the military is talking about it, the Department of Defense and the corporate media. So what do you think? I really uh, don't have any strong views one way or the other. Um, I think there, there's a number of possibilities. Like you said, you're suspicious. It could be another psychological operation meant to fool or distract the public um, to keep our attention off what's happening behind the scenes as the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Or, you know, there, there could be some legitimacy to it. Um, there, you know, they're probably in all likelihood whether or not these latest sightings are, are legit, there probably is life on other planets. And um, we have a lot of people in the new age community, as you might be aware of that, uh, you know, channel other star systems and, and um, beings from other planets. And uh, it's very interesting you know, there's like the Syrians, the Pleiadians, um, all sorts of other uh, alien races they claim. Um, I, I don't really get into it too much. I have lots of friends that are really into the uh, Pleiadian uh, philosophy and, and way of life. And you could view it as metaphorical or as as literal like a lot of things um but me personally 
I don't really go there. You know what I mean? Right. 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 Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very interesting, and um, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Actually, you know, how is humanity going to respond to all this? Because I've written about it, I've written about it, and I've um, uh, spoken about it, and it's. Uh, I wonder, you know, because as we experience a shift. And as we uh, wake up and we are seeing through the dualities and the dichotomies, the false dichotomy that's given to us, especially by the mainstream media, the polarization that happens, the partisanship, you know, and that's why people like Trump rise to power because people are so sick of the system. They're so fed up that they want to, get someone who kind of just throws a monkey wrench and to break the system, you know? That's why people like Trump have this base because people really think that he is not a part of the system, he's an outsider, which he is, but he did not drain the swamp or do anything like that or, you know, stop um, military intervention or question the military industrial complex or nothing at all. So, uh, basically, but he didn't start any new wars of any significance, right? Well, you know, he he pardoned some war criminals, some really vicious war criminals, uh, on his last few days, and then he, I think, he increased. Um, um, he sold a whole bunch of arms to Saudi Arabia, um, which is being used for the, you know, for the kind of brutalization of, of the Yemenis and uh, what's mm -hmm. happening in Yemen. And anyone who stands up to the Saudi-US uh, kind of nexus is labeled a terrorist. Anyone can be labeled a terrorist now. It's a pretext to enact draconian legislation basically and mount a police state and a surveillance state you know that's how the whole illegal surveillance in the wake of 9-11 that's how it was enacted so now they have now they're calling it domestic terrorism you know these guys like q shaman apparently he's a domestic terrorist you know what i mean and if you see the guy he's like these he's like i've seen so i've met so many of these people man on venice beach and like at festivals and stuff. I mean, they're not terrorists, man. They just have a different, you know, field of vision and they have a different reality because the reality that's given to us by the mainstream media is so sickening uh, that people are just trying to cling on to something else and embrace another vision of reality as wacky as it may be. You know, and that's why people yeah. are telling me, hey, Donald Trump may be wacky, but look at the other side, man. They're fucking monsters you know so yeah. this shit is very very murky and very confusing taking yeah, sides, yeah. Um, a lot of psychedelics and um you know he's he's really into traveling to other dimensions and uh yeah definitely not a terrorist <laughs> but uh, uh the reports came out that said that he hadn't ate any of the prison food because 
it wasn't organic. <laughs> I don't blame him, you know, but, uh, you know, that, that's, uh, the stories that come out these days are pretty comical. And, uh, but back to the UFOs, I do think that, um, you know, being that we're closely related to monkeys, I think at some point an alien probably came down here, mated with a monkey, and that's how we 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 evolved but um yeah so you know aliens aliens are real they love they love monkeys that's how we came about but uh, i'd love to read your papers on ufos yeah yeah i'm gonna send you a couple of articles and i'm also writing another one in in, in light of all these recent uh, disclosures and um, I'm going to talk about historical, the historical, um, uh, you know, historical antecedent to what's happening today and all these ancient cultures and, and they talk about flying vehicles and um, celestial beings and all that. Now, a lot of and folk anthropology. And now if you look at the, the podcast, um, we have one episode dedicated to UFOs and aliens and mystic experience. And my guest is a scholar from, uh, from uh, the University of California, Santa Barbara. And he's done oh. a dissertation on Tantra, on Hindu Tantra, but he's also into aliens and the occult. And so we talked about this. We talked about communion, Whitley Stryber. We talked about these revelations, the Pentagon. We talked about aliens in history. We talked about the mystical experience. So there's a lot of great stuff in there. If you look at our YouTube page or anything, you'll see that episode. His name's Aaron Ulrey. Yeah. So check it out, man. He's, he's a very good speaker. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. Yeah. And um, all right. Well, good. Hey, cool. Nice to have you here. And, uh, you know, I know you tried to hypnotize me with that backdrop, but I don't think it worked. <laughs> <laughs> With your with your psychedelic spirals and and, and that stuff, maybe it worked. I don't know. Um, but I, I, I love psychedelic yeah. visual. I say yeah, I was yeah. wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I I need money to hypnotize people, so you haven't given me any money yet. So right, right, I, right, right. I only uh, work for. Well, hey, listen, I've, I've invited you to my podcast and a lot of people uh, watch it and see it. So, hey, who knows, you know, where this might lead. Maybe uh, the Department of Defense might come knocking at your door, man, since you're American and all that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're talking about QAnon and UFOs, man. Just, just, just watch your back, bro. Watch your back. Uh, uh, I'm aware of the risk. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Hey, and uh, our viewers, uh, thank you all for, for listening and watching. Uh, you, can, you can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. And uh, don't, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, it's the, the Big Turtle Podcast. Thank you all, and we shall see you soon. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you. Namaste.
and uh, God bless, Buddha bless you. Thanks for listening to the Big Turtle Podcast. You can find us on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. See you next time.